Chapter One of the Sins of Silvertip the Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sins of Silvertip the Fox by John Breck how nibble rescued the red cow never before in the early early spring had there been so much excitement down at dr muskrat's pond of course spring's the season for visitors they were always on the lookout for old friends winging up from the south the beautiful duck and his mate who'd warned nibble rabbit about the terrible storm stopped in to wish everyone a happy summer then they laughingly beaked their way northward through a flurry of late snow bad weather couldn't scare them now they kept a lookout for old enemies too as wise woods folk always must but there was one visitor who puzzled them was he an enemy or was he a friend dr muskrat himself couldn't say or rather he wouldn't but that wasn't what started all the discussion the visitor was tommy peel and his old dog watch said he owned the woods and fields now did that mean he owned the woods folk who lived in them that's what everyone wanted to know for the woods folk were wild could a wild beast ever belong to anyone dr muskrat had never heard of such a thing i certainly wouldn't mind chirped chewy the chickadee i get a full crop most every time i see him i guess you'd mind if he locked you up like he did nibble remarked Jake jay that's what it means to belong to him no it doesn't contradicted nibble he really knew more about the little boy than anyone else he hadn't liked being locked up but he did like tommy watch says i belong to him just the same out of my cage as i did in it and he feeds me just the same too <laughs> sniffed dr muskrat he was wondering if it was that way with traps cause you remember tommy'd caught him in one and then let him go again and tommy'd fed him too you know said nibble all the beasts up at the barn say and then for the first time he heard the swishing in the bulrushes behind him Ow! he squealed and he jumped for the starry eyes of the cross red cow came peering through them swish 
went Dr. Muskrat through his hole in the ice. Flutter went the scary wings of Chewy the Chickadee, and even Jake the Blue Jay, who isn't afraid of many things, went off with a startled squawk, while Nibble Rabbit dashed through a tunnel he knew in the quail's thicket. But you know Nibble. First he's scared, and then he's curious. As soon as he was safely hidden, he stopped to listen. Stupid beast, he said to himself. Why couldn't she have waited until we got done talking? Moo, lowed the red cow in a troubled voice. Nibble came creeping back again. Pretty soon he sat up and stretched his neck to get a good look at her. What are you doing here? he demanded. Is anything the matter? Mm, yes, moaned the red cow, swinging her head restlessly from side to side and looking terribly troubled. I don't know just what it is but I'm all afraid. Isn't there any place where wolves don't come? Or men? No man comes here, said Nibble, except in only Tommy Peel, and he's just a little one. Then, because the red cow looked so unhappy, he burst out cheerfully. Come on. I'll show you where you can hide, even from him. But she looked at him very doubtfully with her near-sighted eyes. No, no, she hesitated. You haven't forgotten that I tried to kill you when you hung that flapping thing on my horn. She meant the door of his cage that she jerked off to get at the carrot Tommy Peel had given Nibble for breakfast. But she insisted on thinking that he had fastened the door to her. She was a very stupid thing. That's all right, he explained. You let me out of the cage, so we're all fair and square. By this time, she was so puzzled she couldn't remember anything. But she could tell that Nibble wasn't angry, so she followed him. And he showed her a fine, dry spot on the top of a little hillock, all shut in by clustering thorns. For Nibble wouldn't trust anything but the pickery things for even a cow to hide in. There she stayed, and there she slept very comfortably. Even the cold wind that came up with the sunset couldn't reach her, and Nibble dug down a little way into the mud and ate the top off a mallow root and a couple of plantains for his supper and then he had to lick himself very dry and clean before he popped into his own comfortable hole. He slept late next morning because he'd stayed awake 
puzzling over that red cow's doings the night before but as soon as he had washed his face he set out to find her for he'd thought of a lot more questions to ask and there she was crouched down close in her hiding-place with her eyes bigger and starier than ever she snorted through her wide windy nostrils there was a man but he didn't see me at all end of chapter one